0: Welcome to this week's edition of Mountain Outhouse News. I'm your host, Jam Jam. This is the craziest to happen in running this week. This week's stories include a cheater at Pineland Farms 50, Dave Mackey nears the finish line of Leadman, and what is the Triple Crown of hundreds? We begin this week with a tale of some wildlife crashing a half marathon. Actually, it's a trail marathon. Two grizzly bears banded on course at the Yukon River Trail Marathon in Whitehorse, Canada. Race leader Brendan Morfitt first spotted the bears and was held up a bit in order to safely pass them. According to him, it ended up costing him the win as he ultimately finished second in 326-51. Nice excuse. We have no choice but to resurrect our old segment, the Jackass of the Week, after hearing about this next story. If you've been a longtime viewer or listener to the show, you know we don't have much sympathy for proven cheaters and this next one is no exception. Maude Gorman, beauty pageant winner and ultra runner, at least supposedly, was found to have cut the course multiple times at the Pineland Farm's Trail Festival 50 Mile to the point that she placed second. After review of their on-course timing points, Race management found she had run some incredible splits mid-race, including a couple of 11-mile stretches in 6.07 pace and then 5.17 pace. Uh Uh-huh. It also hasn't been the first time suspicion has been raised surrounding Gorman. She was promptly disqualified. Good riddance. I will repeat myself again, but we have no room in our sport for cheaters, including course cutters. Adios. Hasta la vista, baby. Former 48-hour American record holder Philip McCarthy is taking on the transcontinental run. He's aiming to set a new record. He's taking off August 21st from San Francisco, heading eastbound to New York where he lives with a full support team in tow to make a legit run for the record. If you want to support Phil, you can go check out his GoFundMe to become a supporter. Knowing Phil, I think he's got a good shot at this one. Anton is back this week with a new training video head over to the Lost Sport TV YouTube channel to take a thrilling journey in 360 degrees as you can look around his apartment.
1: Hi guys, I'm Anton Krupechka. I'm a mountain athlete and we're here
0: in my apartment in Boulder. And uh, yeah, this is, this is where I live. Uh, I have all my equipment, um, climbing ropes,
1: all my books.
0: Solomon continues to push the envelope in live coverage. And I'm not just saying that, cause I'm a Solomon athlete. They were back in action this past weekend at Sierra and all live streaming the whole event on Facebook and YouTube with video athletes running along the course. The it, it, it works, we've got a number of different um, people out there with, with different cameras. And
1: um,
0: now we're, we've transitioned onto a mountain bike. I think we've got a couple of uh, electric bikes out there from Giant. Unfortunately, um,
1: we'd like to keep like the, the film regular bikes, but the electric
0: bikes do help a little bit. Also, with drones and commentary by Mael and Emily.
1: Talk Sorry. about the young
0: guns. The young guns, uh, I think they can do um, a really impressive race. I'll be seeing it all firsthand as I've been recruited to join the video team this weekend at Pikes Peak in Colorado, the next stop on the Golden Trail Series tour, presented by Solomon. Look for me out on course chasing the leaders or flying drones, I'm pretty stoked. So how did Sierra Zanol play out? Well, Killian Journay and Lucy Wambu Marugi for the second straight year took the crown on this insanely technical and competitive wild race. With three of the six races now complete, it is a cl- close race in the overall Golden Trail series, with Ruth, Ruth Croft three points ahead of Ida Nilsson in the series with 250 versus 247 points. Killian is out front on the men's side with two victories, one at Mont Blanc Marathon and the other at Sears and All. Pike's Peak is next up, followed by the Ring of Steel Sky Race and the finale at the Otter Trail in South Africa. Speaking of Pike's Peak, Dakota Jones is on his way via bicycle from Durango to Pike's Peak. He'll be cycling his way to the race before towing the line next Saturday. See you soon, buddy. You're a little bit better than me, cause I'm flying in. Speaking of runners turned cyclists or bikers, Rob Krar took on the Leadville Trail 100 mile mountain bike race this past weekend and fared pretty well. He turned in a 14th place performance this year, which is one place better than his debut at the race back in 2016. Nice. Also completing the bike race was Dave Mackey, who is nearing the climax of his Leadband journey this summer. He got the bike done and 10K run as well on Sunday, now with only the Leadville 100 mile trail run to cap off his incredible summer. Dave, of course, is a recent amputee and former ultra runner of the year. Really excited for Dave to get this run done this weekend. I'll be sure to be glued to the coverage. This week in clean sport, well, kind of, we noticed Killian posting about his participation in the court's program prior to Sears and all, and let's actually take a look at what that exactly means. What is the pro- Court's program, and what isn't it? It is a little unclear from their website exactly what they are testing for. But if you go to thecourtsprogram.org, you can actually look at some elite athletes' published blood work. They show when and where the sample was drawn and the values. It seems most of what they test are just basic health markers, like blood cell counts and they aren't really doing legit drug testing, but maybe this will change over time. There are currently 31 athletes listed publicly, but it's incredibly hard to navigate the site. You have to scroll through a calendar month by month to even see if any tests were administered. Couldn't really find any for Killian. I'd say overall, it was a two-star experience for me on their site, and when you look at it from a doping control perspective, I'm just not sure if this is really doing anything. I'd be glad to hear from someone with more expertise on this topic, as I know it is a complex issue. On a side note, it appears for a fee of 2,000 euros, you can become a Quartz Program Elite, have your blood tested six six to 12 times per year to monitor your health, and even make your results public. Is it worth it? I don't know. Now for a few race results. Keep in mind, I filmed this early in the week, so not all results were available. I apologize in advance if I miss some. First to Utah for the Ute 100, an inaugural 100 miler in the La Salles by Runbum above Moab. Mike McCongle took the win by becoming the first and only finisher under 24 hours, 22 hours, 51 minutes. Wesley Orman was second in 2509. The first female was Amber Ramondo in 29 hours, 35 minutes with Lee Connor in second in 3026. On a side note, I've got to shout out Vipa's own Noah Doherty by finishing his second 100-mile race in a hair under 30 hours. While still going on, during the taping of this show, we do have a winner of this year's Bigfoot 200. Wes Rittner takes the win in 59 hours, 52 minutes. Wes is no stranger to 200s, having finished Moab last year and previously Tahoe in 2016. Well done. We'll have more on that next week. Switching gears to the other end of the running spectrum, we have some crazy news out of the track and field world in Europe. 17-year-old Jacob Ingebreidsen of Norway won both the 1500-meter and 5000-meter European Championships. It's got a lot of people excited, as, as no one has ever won both of these events in the same championships before. He won the 5K in a personal best of 1317, whew. And it seems like the sky is the limit for this dude. More fire news, this time hitting close to home for a pair of Southern California race directors. We wanna send out thoughts to Steve and Annie Harvey of Old Goats Races, who the folks who put on Nanny Goat, Chimera, and others. It appears they are fine and their home is currently safe, but flames came very close. It is also unclear the effect on their race series, including the upcoming Saddleback Marathon and Chimera. Both registrations have been put on hold, until they hear from the Forest Service about potential impacts of the fires, sending positive thoughts to both of them. Okay, so we know that the final stages of the Grand Slam of Ultrarunning are nearing as we move into late summer. Leadville is this weekend, and soon after that, Wasatch. But there's a new slam on the block, so to speak. We present the Triple Crown of Hundreds. Well, actually the folks behind the AC-100 present it. Jacob Herman, associated with the AC100, announced you can earn up to three different buckles if you finish the San Diego 100, Western States 100, and the Angeles Crest 100, all in the same year. You Get a beautiful solid bronze one if you do that, move up to the solid sterling silver buckle, if you do them all sub 24 and get this, win all three in the same year and you get a bronze Grizzly trophy. Just think about the chances, not only surpassing three race lotteries, but then going on to win all three in one year. Damn, that would be something. How about a Sterling Silver Grizzly for course records at all three? May as well, right? Who's in? Patrick Karen takes out a stout FKT in New England by smashing the Pemi Loop. Y'all are gonna grill me for the proper butchering of the full name, the Pemi-Gawesset Loop. Patrick went unsupported and completed the 31-mile journey in the White Mountains of New Hampshire in five hours, 41 minutes, 12 seconds. He bettered Ben Thompson's six-hour, six-minute former record. We gotta give a huge shout out to one of our longtime Patreon supporters, Brian Sands, for completing his first 50K at the Skyline 50K, California. Huge congratulations for a full interview of his experience, go check out his interview on the Ginger Runner's YouTube channel.
1: Welcome back. Welcome back everyone. Been a fun summer. Lots of races going on here. Let's get to it. Oh wait, let's check the Black Canyon countdown. Exactly 187 days to go. That's coming quick. Better start tapering. The Bigfoot races all this play. Wait, what? Who edits this? Oh my gosh. There we go. I'll try it again. The Bigfoot races all took place this past weekend over at Mount St. Helens. My girl Candice has an amazing team that helps her put all this together. These races are epic. There was a 20 and 40 mile run along with a 105K. And the granddaddy of them all. Hey dad.
0: Coco, go, go,
1: go. Quiet on set. Go. Okay, whatever. Quiet on set. Wait, 105K saw Scott Lowney take first place in 1424. Wow, that's impressive considering the train. For the woman, it was Katie White taking first in 1714. Amazing work. The 200 mile finished up the next few days. Wes Winter took the win in 59 hours. 59 hours? Good God. As my grandma would say, Oh, heavens. Moving north, you guys see this? We've got a new 100-mile run in Washington. My main man, Brian Morrison, of Brian Morrison fame, is putting on a doozy of a run. Kena Wave 100. This run will have 28,000 feet of climbing and descending. Wow. My dad is doing this race, and we'll have more on this in the next few weeks. Just saying, he might die. Okay, I am done. Peace. Let's
0: go. And with that, thanks for tuning in to episode 106 of Outhouse News. Thanks for checking out the show and we'll see you next time. If you have crazy stories to share or a question or feedback for the show, Please leave a comment below. If you'd like to directly support the show financially, consider becoming a Patreon supporter of this channel or pick up this custom pair of Jam Jam sunglasses. Link below. Have a week. Thank you.